Welcome to Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, where we are your host, Corey and Jojo Rankin. We have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs and have found the secret sauce to creating a successful business and a happy marriage. We have found that as you take care of your marriage at home, your profits will grow and increase in the business. We help entrepreneurs take care of their marriage. We help couples that are feel like they're losing their marriage all the way to couples that have an amazing marriage. The entrepreneur journey can be lonely, and we will bring on guests that will give you the knowledge, tools, tips that you need to find peace at home in your marriage. Don't give up on your marriage or your business because you really can have a strong business and a stronger marriage. To schedule a complimentary marriage deep dive, go to rfamilystrong.best and it's the letter R, familystrong.best. What is up, Marriage Ascenders? I got a special guest for you here today. Um, this is Jeremy Sun. He's a physical therapist. He's the, the book boss, and this is going to be a little member spotlight, a little bit about Jeremy, but this is also going to be a fantastic podcast episode. So Jeremy, the book boss, he's a physical therapist. He's a husband. He's a father. He's got two young children, and he's just an amazing individual that has a heart of gold. He calls himself the book boss and the servant PT. He just has a heart of gold. He loves the Lord. He loves everyone. Jeremy, tell pretty much wrapped up your whole life for you, but tell, tell the world about stuff a little bit more. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy Sutton, the book boss, uh, gosh, I gave myself all my own names. I don't know if that's a good for a nickname or not, but I did it. No, I so, it. uh, <laughs> so anyway, I've been a physical therapist for 11 years and, uh, had a couple of businesses, uh, one that, uh, failed pretty bad and, uh, left, uh, you know, left some soul wounds and some scars, but yeah, I got a, a my wife and two kids and, you know, I help people write and self-publish books to grow their business, serve their clients and hopefully make more money so they can live out their life purpose. So that's uh, kind of who I am, what I do. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Jeremy, you had mentioned that you had a failed business and you also have one that is a newer business that is thriving. What do you mean by a failed business? Yeah. So uh, my wife and I had a chance to buy a physical therapy clinic uh, back in 2016. And so I'd been a PT forever, most of my adult life and just wanted to um, have my own business and do things the way I wanted to and and thought that I could do something great. Uh, And it's funny, I'd kind of lost a lot of passion for physical therapy until I got my business. And it was just like everything reignited and and I was just excited about life and, and doing things again. But as we started to get into the business, we realized it wasn't exactly what we thought. So we had we had multiple CPAs, bankers, uh, attorneys look at everything and say, yes, this looks good. We had the records, the financial records for the first three years or last three years, and uh, everything looked good, 250, dollars $300,000. And so we get the business and you know we're thinking, hey, it's going to be great. And then we get into it and we start to realize that a lot of the patients were being <laughs> billed for an hour. Uh, and they were they were seeing 25 patients a day. And so it just really wasn't feasible or ethical to do that. And so I made a decision that I'm not going to be an unethical therapist or business owner. And so uh, I was still seeing all these people and, you know, just wasn't charging a lot of them. And we even tried to the clinic was typically only open three days a week. And so I even tried to split it up to, to every day. And it just wasn't it just nothing would work. And and so I worked. Um, I did a lot of home health. I did. I worked in a jail two afternoons a week. I uh, worked at another hospital a couple of days a week, just trying to make things work. And it just got to where, you know, we never could. We couldn't pay our bills at home. We couldn't pay the businesses bills. 
and you know we were trying to do everything we could the 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 electric company was coming to cut the lights off every month and i would just have to stop them at the door and be like i'll go pay the minimum right now and there was just a lot of that going on um I, I didn't i had a billing company that we just got to where we just couldn't pay and i had to let them go and still owed them money and so all this stuff it was just was was hard man so it was hard on me it was hard on my wife and kids my kids were I don't know, four and six at the time, something like that. Well, actually, my youngest son was two when we bought the clinic. So he was four or five when we quit. But anyway, uh, my wife and I went and met with a CPA and she was like, hey, really, the only option you have is file bankruptcy. And I was like, I, I don't want to do that. Um, that's never going to be something I do. And because I'd never really had uh, trouble paying bills like, I mean, a little bit, but nothing crazy. You know, we could always make it work. And because um, I always just worked more hours, but there just got to be not enough hours in the day to work and see physical therapy patients to make enough money. And so um, I was talking to Will Boyd one day, a mutual friend of ours in, in the PT space, marketing space. And, and he was like, you know, do you even want to save your business? And I was like, you know, I really don't. I'm, I, re I really started to resent the business. And, and I hate to say that out loud. I've said it several times to people, but, you know, I didn't make a light decision to close it, but it was, it was just the best thing for my family. And so we ended up, we had to file bankruptcy, which, you know, stunk on so many different levels. And then uh, the former owner of the clinic sued us because we still owed him money, uh, you know, and then the bank sued us because we owed them money. And uh, we, you know, it was just a long year. 2019 was really way worse than 2020 for my family. Uh, you know, actually, this has been a, a great year for me uh, personally. But anyway, so we did all that. Uh, it took about 10 months, I think, for the bankruptcy to get final through this whole time. We're still not knowing if we're going to be sued. So, you know, one of the things I didn't tell you earlier was we go to the bankruptcy hearing and we actually had to move it back because the guy that sued me, the former owner, who was my friend, I thought, um, hired an attorney to contest my bankruptcy to basically, you know, look into it to see if I was being fraudulent and, and things like this. So that was a stressor that that guy shows up and, you know, he didn't contest anything and it, it went through. But, you know, it was a really stressful time because we went from not having any money ever to filing bankruptcy because we didn't have money. And then to me working a full-time job somewhere else. So now we had like, as a business owner, I had no money. And now back as an employee, you know, eight to four thirty or whatever I had, you know, start paying my bills again. So it was, that was a really good feeling, but it was, it was one of the darkest times in my life by far for sure. Well, and Jeremy and I, we've had a pretty strong connection over the last three years, actually through physical therapy, even though I'm not working as a physical therapist. But um, Jeremy, when you said it was a dark time, was that comparable to um, your college days and before Monica? Yeah, I mean, it was, it, you know, you know, in the in my last year of physical therapy school was really rough. I'd, I'd never been a, a drinker or a party or anything like that. And I started drinking all the time. And really for about eight months of my life, I just stayed. I had probably had alcohol in my system every single day. And, you know, actually got to where I would get drunk by myself, which was really scary. And thankfully had a bunch of friends kind of rally around me and, and got rid of that and have zero problem with alcohol at all anymore. And uh, I've, I've had like one sip in 10 years. So anyway, not a big deal. I take that back. I've had a glass of wine. It's not an issue, but yeah, that was, that was a tough time. And then when Monica and I first got married, 
uh, you know, there was a time where I said, hey, I'm just going to kill myself, get out of the room, leave me alone. And, and thankfully she didn't. And I went through counseling and different things at our church and I was able to get through that and, you know, don't struggle with, with suicidal thoughts or anything like that. But I'll tell you, Corey, it was it was very comparable to that, because in those other times when I was in college, it was just me. I didn't know Monica. When we first got married, it was just us. We didn't have kids. And, you know, it's like if we get a divorce or something happens to me or whatever, she's, you know, she's an adult, she'll be fine. But but now we have two kids and, you know, I'm already gone from I haven't been spending much time with them because I'm trying to make the business work and we're just trying to survive. And, you know, it's, it's crazy because our church does a series called Thriving every January and it's like a you know, kind of set the tone for the year. And I'm like, there's nothing, we're not thriving. Like we're just barely surviving. And, and I would just get to be so resentful of, of that job. And then, you know, seeing the person that I'd bought the business from, like he was doing fine and, you know, on the outside, I don't know how he was doing on the inside, but like, it just, it was hard. It was, it was really hard. It was, it was definitely a different hard than, than, you know, being suicidal and, and being drunk all the time. But it was, it was tough because I had my kids and my, and my wife to take care of, and I, I just couldn't do it. Well, and I, I know how much you love and admire your family and everything that you do now with the hospital job, PT staff, and uh, the book boss. I know how much your family means to you. Through that bankruptcy and that really struggle of last year, what was the flavor like in your home? Was there a lot of contention? Was there a lot of just kind of moping? Or was it what impact did that have on, on the kids and in the home? You know, we obviously my kids know I don't own a business anymore. And every now and then one of them will say, I wish you still had our your business and we could go to daddy's work because they would come to work and see me every now and then. And But they knew it was there and they knew. I mean, that was like our life. We we loved on those people there, our patients. And and a lot of those people became like family. Very many of them did, which is why I felt like it was going to be successful because that's how I treated people. And, you know, I would say that really kind of the flavor of our house was just sadness and probably despair for a little while, which, which turned into just like, let's get through this together, you know? And so Monica and I would struggle a lot. You know, it, there was never anything between us. We were always on the same page with buying the business, with closing the business with everything. You know, it's, it's funny. We closed our business on February the 26th in 2019 because our anniversary is February the 27th. So actually we closed on February 25th. I was like, I'm not closing it on a Friday on Friday because that's our anniversary. Like I closed it two days because I just didn't want that to be my wedding anniversary was the anniversary of our business failing, you know, as silly as that sounds, but yeah, you know, we could start to notice that it started to have some effect on the kids because, you know, we were always kind of tense. And so then they would kind of show a little anxiety and different things, but we, we tried to keep it from them as much as possible. You know, they still don't know anything about bankruptcy or us being sued and, and, and they're six and eight. There's no reason for them to know any of that right now. And as they get a little older, I'll educate them on how all that worked and it'll be a great teaching uh, learning tool for them, you know, as they grow up. But yeah, so it was, it was hard. And, and I would say that I'm about 99% over it. I still have a lot of issues and I have to watch myself with my feelings, uh, towards the person that sold us the business. Cause I really st I just have a lot of stuff that I have to still work through. But other than that, I really think it ended up being one of the best things that could have happened to us. And I know that sounds crazy, but it just, it really was. Well, let me build on why he says that's one of the best things that happened to him. Cause if you heard before I asked that question, he said he wasn't spending a lot of time with his kids. He was working like crazy to try to make things work and it's starting to have an impact on his home. So I want to challenge anyone that listens now or will listen in the future that that is something that as an entrepreneur you really need to take care of 
when we go hard in the business, there's a myth that a lot of entrepreneurs live by is that if I just work harder in the business, my family will be blessed. Jeremy is a perfect example of how that is not true. He's a very hardworking man and working hard just was enough for his business. When we do work hard in the business, that's great. But what we have to do, we have to make sure that we work hard in the home first. Because as we take care of things in the home, as where communication is strong, we're on the same page with our spouse, we're present for our children, regardless of how rough things are, then we can have the mental clarity and the space and the ability to be creative. And he said he's always been on the same page for his wife. And it actually has been what a blessing for him. And the reason it's been a blessing for him, because what he does now, he helps healthcare providers. And I'm sure that will expand to all providers to to write books, to become the authority for their niche. And the reason that is so special for him and for me is because he helped me and my kids write a book. He helped my eight-year-old become a published author before myself. But I've seen the behind-the-scenes work of Jeremy, the physical therapist, closing his uh, business to now Jeremy being a book boss and serving at such a high level. And that becomes important because everything he does is for his family. He's serves his family at such a high level. He serves other people that he brings in like a friend. He calls them family too, and he serves them at a high level too. So Jeremy, tell me a little bit about how you help books um, build authority for healthcare providers. Yeah. So first Corey, I'll just say like, you know, one, I was like, you might need to be my new hype man. Cause you seem to like me a little bit. So I, I like that. I appreciate it. <laughs> but I'm going to call you when Monica gets mad at me and just let you talk to her for me from now on. Good, um, good. I'm, do it. I'm not going to do that for you with Jojo though. Uh, <laughs> you, you had to get out of your own trouble, but it was so important that Monica and I were always on the same page and even moving forward with, uh, with healthy books, book boss university and all that stuff. Like this before I had, we were co-owners and, and now I just own the business. It doesn't matter in Louisiana. It's half hers anyway. And it's all hers because we're, we're completely together with everything we do. But, you know, so moving forward with, with healthy books, I, I made a decision when we closed the business, like, I'm not going to do anything for six months. I'm going to just be still and I'm going to listen and I'm going to try to focus on God as it was super hard to do that during that time. I was just such in a, was in such a dark place, but I just, I don't want to do anything. I knew I wanted to help people with books and I knew I loved doing podcasts. And so I just sat and, and I said, stayed still. I didn't do Facebook live videos. I didn't do interviews. I didn't do anything. And so by the end of that six months, um, book boss tribe came out my Facebook group. Um, I think it was called healthcare self-publishing Academy or something like that before when I first started it or healthy books. I don't know, but that came out, you know, I decided to do 30 straight days of content in the group to grow it. And I think I did 26 out of 30 and I was able to launch my first course, which was called creation 101. It was a $47 course. And, and I think I had 27 people buy that first course. And, and it's crazy because, you know, I'd already written a book and we had sold the book and, and that was really cool to me. That was really cool to be a published author of, of two books at this time and, and sell them and people all over the world have them, but to create something like an online course from start to finish. And I didn't copy anybody's work. Obviously I, <clears throat> I studied people like Chandler Bolt and Dave Chesson who are big in self-publishing and other people like that, but I didn't copy anything. I didn't go through their courses to mimic anything. I just started doing what I learned and to sell something like that, that didn't exist yesterday, but does today. It was like a, a different feeling that I'd never had. I think I ended up making, you know, $1,300 off of that. 
And it was like the greatest $1,300 I'd ever made in my life. And I'm just, it was amazing. And like every time I had, I had the uh, Stripe app on my phone and, and it was set to, I usually have my phone on silent, but every time somebody would buy the course, it would go, ching, you know? And so I turned it up really loud and we were, I remember we were on a bus going somewhere from work. And somebody's like, what was that? I was like, it's my phone. I just made $47, you know, it's like, it's the greatest thing. And then I knew I was going to serve all these people, you know, that were in the group. And it, it's crazy. My course is now $2,000 and, and it, whether you paid, whether you pay $2,000 today or you paid $47 back then, you get all the same information, get all the same service you know, I'm here for you to help you and, and whatever. So um, that's, that's what it started out with. Um, you know, so that course is called Book Boss University. That's kind of my, that was my signature course. But now I do, you know, done for you and done with you services where, you know, really the done with you has been my most popular lately is, you know, I come alongside a healthcare provider, really any business owner, but, you know, obviously I have super, a whole lot more connections in healthcare right now than I do anywhere else. And so it's been mostly PTs, OTs. I've spoken to a sleep specialist. I've talked to a chiropractor tomorrow. I have a psychotherapist tomorrow or Friday to talk to. And so I'm getting all these things, occupational therapists, but I take, you know, we sit down and we, we think about your book. So we mind map your book, write down everything you could possibly think about on paper that you want to write about. And then we go and we outline your book. And once we get that book outlined, we can really shoot really fast and get your book done. And then we just, I help them make that book, you know, a bestseller on Amazon. I show them how to launch it, how to sell it with a done for you. I mean, sorry, mm -hmm. shipping, free plus shipping and handling funnels. We use, do an audio book thing where you, you can upsell your audio book for 37 or $47 in your online funnel and you know, show them how to launch it, show them how to market it, show them, help them get on five to 10 podcasts in their genre, you know, give them things that they can use to get on TV and, and radio and all this stuff. So it's just become a huge thing. And then, you know, the last thing I do is if somebody's like, look, I have the money, I don't have the time, then you just hand me your stuff and tell me what you want. And I'll hand you a book back in three to six months and you'll be ready to go. And, and we're just seeing people like grow their businesses like crazy. And, and, you know, they're signing these books and giving them to people. And it's just, you know, regardless of whether your book becomes, you know, a New York times bestseller, which is, is going to take a lot of work is you can be an Amazon bestseller and there's a formula we can use to get you there. And, you know, you can call yourself a best-selling author. You can, introduce yourself as an author and you can hand people your book. And, and to me, a book is the best business card because I don't know about you, Corey, but I've never thrown a book away in my life, but I have thrown a thousand business cards away. So yeah, for sure. And Jeremy doesn't know this, but I think this is an appropriate time to tell him. So I bought Jeremy's, I was probably one of the first people to buy Jeremy's course. I was like, this is a friend yeah. launching something new. Let me support him. I really had no intentions of doing anything with it other than here's a friend. Let me support it. But Jeremy serves at such a high level that that inattention, that plan to do nothing with it because I was so busy, five kids and things. Uh, at that time, I think I was still in grad school. I was just about to finish and start studying for my exam, whatever it was. So I didn't have any intentions to writing a book. But through Jeremy's service and just supporting him in his lives and stuff, that ultimately turned it into five books. So we started my – my eight-year-old, he – Jojo and I were like, okay, we'll write a book on marriage. And we started doing that. And my eight-year-old, he's like, I want to write a book. And so we we started developing a bedtime story that ultimately turned into a children's book that he published. And he illustrated about half the about half the pictures. It's 30 pages or something. It's about emotions and feelings, which is perfect because he was adopted through foster care. And it's a lot of emotions that he really had a hard time expressing. And so as we wrote this book, we put it together. 
it allowed him to express his feelings and it it's a book that has others express their feelings and kind of identify feelings and so it was really special because the book my wife and I him wrote the book and me and him drew the pictures and so it was a family effort but he did most of the writing and most of the drawing and so that's pretty cool to say your seven-year-old a published author and that's all all because of Jeremy but he didn't know that I had no intentions of doing anything with it but that ultimately led to us having five books because Jeremy actually made a book for himself, for his wife, for the people he served. That was a gratitude journal. He shared that template with me, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is exciting. And then I sat on it for a little while, and then I told Jeremy, I was like, Jeremy, can I use this template? Because I think we can do something really great with this template. He's like, yeah, do whatever you want. And let that turned into three books very quickly that on Amazon, and then we have a, a fifth book that is for – married entrepreneurs that is really quick really simple and we have it as an ebook but it's because of jeremy that we have these resources that have allowed us to have a greater impact and so i wasn't even seeking to be an authority which the majority of people that jeremy works with he's helping them to become the authority he's helping them to have that business card and he's right it is pretty awesome to hand your first book out and to see the book purchased and things like that and so i'm still working on trying to get my son to buy a collection a collection of books and walk around the neighborhood and and sell the books because he he gets six dollars for a book that is sold on amazon and i'm trying to get him to walk around the neighborhood so he can get ten dollars a book but yeah he hasn't had that confidence yet but soon so jeremy that is that is super exciting and i really appreciate your um time today and i really want you to go enjoy the time with your family are you off today or you got to go back to work in a little bit no i'm working today so uh, we'll be off tonight we uh, go to church and then we'll hang out and then uh yeah so we we get to hang out a lot i still work a lot i still work hard and uh, do podcasts usually at lunch or um you know after they go to bed and i do phone calls that start at seven i do one at 12 30 and then usually one at 4 30 if i have uh, if somebody's set up but you know I've, I've moved everything to work around my kids and you know, I first started the online business. I would teach at seven, which is when we start putting them to bed. And and I looked at my wife one day and I was like, why am I going to build another business that doesn't serve our family? And I was like, you know, we'll do this after the kids go to bed. And so that's what I do. I try not to, I, I hardly take a lot, much time from my family anymore. It's really good. And, and I don't see any reason why you would build a business, why you wouldn't have to, where you wouldn't spend time with your family. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm doing. So, uh, yeah. And if, you know, if anybody wants that template that, uh, Corey and Jojo used it. It was for a gratitude journal. And I'd be more than happy to share that. You can go to healthybooks.net slash gratitude. It's not up right now, but it will be by the time this podcast goes live and anybody and everybody can have it. I don't care. Nope. That's not how you're going to get the book. You're going to get a book by scheduling an interview with Jeremy. He's going to help you outline a book and then he'll give you that template that you can use as a journal. So you'll have, you'll have two books. That's how you're going to get Jeremy's template. There you go. There you, go. you can get it his way too, but I prefer that you go <laughs> his way because he, he had such an impact for, for me and my family and the confidence that it made for my um, eight-year-old son has really been huge. Like at first when he had this book, he wouldn't tell anybody about it. And about a month ago in virtual school, I was telling somebody about it on the podcast and he heard me. And then he told his teacher in front of the whole class on virtual learning. And that was a huge confidence boost for him. And so a book can change your life in so many different ways. And so yeah. for us, it helped us build confidence for my son, but it was something that we could do together as a family. And so the main reason I wanted to bring Jeremy 
on this today is because if you have an idea, you can build, you can write a book, and it's pretty special to be an author. Just to write that in your title or description of things you do is pretty fantastic. That's not something that I had ever thought about or even considered, but now it's a reality five times over. And so I, I really brought Jeremy on today for you to get a confidence and an idea that you can write a book, but also because his intention in growing his new business is so much on his family. And that's exactly what I want you to have. I want you to have a thriving business and a thriving marriage. I want you to have the business where you have the time freedom to be present in the home with your family. And Jeremy's one of a fantastic example of accomplishing that. And so Jeremy, share with the people today, what is your number one um, recommendation of how they can really put their spouse first. <laughs> well, you know, you said it earlier, Corey is, you know, my business was called servant PT because I believe in servant leadership above all else. And you really, my favorite Bible verses, Philippians two forces look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. And, you know, there's several other verses where, you know, God talks about putting other people first. And if you can't put your spouse first, then you're not going to put anybody else first. And so, you know, obviously it's hard to do it every day. And, and sometimes I fail miserably, just like I'm sure everybody else does. But when you, you know, seek to serve your wife and your kids or your spouse and your kids or whatever, then I really think any other decision after that is, um, is much easier because you, you can say no, if you have a, if you have a big enough, yes. And, and so a guy named Paul Reeser told me this, he owns about 16 restaurants here locally. He said, if you have a big enough, yes, the no's are easier. And, you know, my, my yes and, and my, my reason is my wife and my kids. And so anything that comes between me and them is, is a no. And that, that's fantastic, Jeremy. And I really appreciate that saying. But I've, for anybody that hears this, I really want you to take from this that life is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You can have a thriving business and a thriving marriage. And in fact, if you're only going to have one, I want it to be a thriving marriage. Because like Jeremy, Jeremy said, his business crumbled, it went bankrupt, and he didn't. He was left with nothing, but he had his family, and that is what is most important. And because his family was his center focus, he now has a business that is thriving. It's approximately a year-ish old or something, and by early next year, he's going to be able to leave his staff PT job and be the book boss and have all the time freedom that he desires for his family. And that's a goal that I have for each of you, that you can have that time freedom so you can be present for your family, for your friends, for the relationships that matter most. So Jeremy, I really appreciate that. I will put in the comments how people can, can reach you and stuff, sure. but sh share one more time how um, they can get in touch with you if they want to start yeah, uh, initiating a book process. You go to healthybooks.net and you can scroll down to the bottom and select chat with Jeremy or, or schedule a phone call or go to my Calendly link. Or you can find me on uh, Facebook, Jeremy Sutton, and go to uh, Book Boss Tribe. There's over 60 or 70 free videos in there. And uh, you can you can write a book just based on those videos. And uh, But if you need any help, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. Well, thank you for your time, Jeremy. A anything is possible when your priorities are first. When your family is your first priority and everything else falls in line after that then anything is possible. So Jeremy, I appreciate your time here today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Be sure to click subscribe right now. And we would love it if you could do us a quick favor. Please rate and review our podcast. This will help other entrepreneurs who want to strengthen their marriage and business find our content. 
To schedule a call, go to ourfamilystrong.best and join us on the inside at our free Facebook group, Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Join us next time on Strong Business, Stronger Marriage.